Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to this next podcast. We're going to be talking about high tech and high touch, the importance of having that fusion, that blending of making sure that automation, technology, and the ability to also be relational and personal are are, are such a well-balanced and blended aspect of how you attract and ultimately help people become loyal members of your business, loyal customers, loyal suppliers. So the ability to be communicating and or being responsible for, I guess, what you promised and what you deliver can be delivered via automation. But way more importantly is the aspect of people still like doing business with people. So you cannot forget about that fusion. So important to do that. And what we see at Business Benchmark Group, particularly with our the majority of our clients being between $1 to $20 million operators, is sometimes we move heavily towards automation at the expense of the relational, personal touch. And sometimes we move from automation all to personal touch. So it's about getting the economics right around that. But just think about being a customer of your business. Think about reaching out and being a A-grade customer of your business, how would you like to be treated and or communicated to? That is a very important thought process. And we're going to be sharing a little bit of that on this podcast, as we're also going to be sharing what it takes to keep on scaling and building a business through the five phases of SME growth. You know, the first million dollars is always the hardest million you'll ever make. The second million, if you just focus on getting the structures and the predictability, the hiring, and ultimately starting to get a really progressive reputation on who you are and what you do for the people you do it for. How is it that that takes you from 2 million to 5 minutes, which is the third phase, and then 5 to 25 and 25 to 50? $50 million plus is what we call our fifth phase of business. And many of our clients, when they stay with us for over five years, they're going through three phases in that uh, period. So if you come here at 1 million, you're going to be at about 5 million, I guess, by the time um, we get to five years. If you come here at 5 million, you're going to be at about 25 to 30 million by the time five years is up. And and it's not because we've got the magic tricks. It's just that we believe in accountability and structures. And what we confirm on a plan is actually what we execute, measure, and ultimately learn from. At the end of the day, though, as business owners, and I know in my journey over 30 years in being a business owner and a business leader and having worked with hundreds of businesses around the world and their amazing teams, what I constantly understand is one thing. As business owners, business leaders, as business solution providers for our customers that we choose, we're ultimately bridge builders. We take our customers from what is a frustration, a need, a problem, to a place over the bridge called solution, freedom, choice. That's what we do. And therefore, as business owners and business leaders and and businesses that are ultimately committed to providing solutions, we're taking people over the bridge from point A to point B, frustration to freedom. That's who we are and that's what we do. Just a different way of looking at things. So I hope you enjoy this next podcast. It's a great message and it's an awesome message. I really thank you, Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. The fusion of traditional business, the one that's been around since Moses played centre back a very long time ago, and digital, this whole new platform, this whole new, I guess, um, world that for some of us, 
we're ahead of the curve and others are thinking about the curve and others are just waiting for someone to make the first move and something might happen for you. It doesn't work that way. So right now we are in a, in a place where I guess you know the fusion of the traditional and the digital cannot be ignored. And what we're talking about is not how do you set up an online, an online store and make more sales, although it is fact that in Australia in the last 12 months, in Australia, which is not exactly the most progressive company or organisation or country for that matter because it's all the same, we had $17 billion worth of retail sales in product-based businesses that were online inspired in the last 12 months. That's a fact. So if we think about $17 billion in the online retail space for product, there's about tens or hundreds more billions in the traditional. So you've got to keep things in perspective. Okay? You've also got to keep in perspective that it's not just product that's ultimately sold and bought and, and exchanged, whether it's traditional or digital, it's also services. And if there's one thing that I'm going to ensure that we are champion this morning is the understanding of relationships. Because when it comes to any model, any business model, any industry, any size, whether you are in phase one, phase two, phase three, or phase four, of your growth curve as a small business owner, and I'll explain what the phases are in a moment, you have no ignorance or denial of the fact that is you need to be building relationships that need to be a little more progressive and systemised or digitised as well as the importance of them being personable. All things being equal, people will do business with people they like and most importantly trust. And that doesn't happen in the first date, yeah? It generally happens after a couple of times of getting to know and understand, maybe tasting the goods. While you're a shopper, you only become a customer the second time you buy from a customer, from a, from, from a retailer, from a distribution point. So it is a fact that you only become a customer of someone's business when you have purchased the second time. Because they validated the trust that you put in them the first time. Does that make sense? What is this topic around fusion of the traditional and digital? What is that? What does it mean to be high tech, high touch? So what is the difference? What could be the difference? Anyone that's been in my crowd, in my workshops, in my seminars, in my groups, you know that I'm an interactive type of facilitator. I'm not the guy that's gonna give you all the answers, but I will start by saying, what is the difference? What is the difference between high tech and high touch? In that fact of $17 billion being sold online, two out of three Australians suggested this point as to why they do it and they're doing it with more conviction. They trust where they are buying from. They are building relationships and staying consistent with the communication that's coming from the supplier to them being the prospect or the future customer and going back, they stay true to the consistency. So when we talk about high tech and high touch and this opportunity of commercialising your opportunity for how you do it, it's about systems. It's about consistency. It's about looking at the scoreboard and saying, are we winning, are we not winning, and is this working or is it not? 
You understand that you know, in business we need to be predictable for profit. There is no other aspect of business than being predictable for profit. Setting the base, <laughs> setting the structure, setting the systems, building the team, having the marketing strategies and ultimately the strategy itself, which is where it starts from. With no strategy, marketing is nothing more, nothing less than a waste of money. It's the greatest stumping ground for cash in any business. It's a fact. So when we talk about high tech, high touch, it's about what do I need to do as the business owner, the leadership team, to ensure I'm building something that's gonna be predictable for profit. And the facts are, guys, when it comes to the word profit, and I know it's a dirty word for some of you, and at some point, particularly if you're in my space, you will understand that is the word. You either are or you are not. There is no black or white, there is no gray zone to this. It's only black and white. It's either working or it's not in terms of profit. And if it's not, you've got to look in the mirror and say, okay, well, you know what? I've just got to get out of the way and make this happen. And make it happen so that you are building relationships for life. Building clients, building team, building supply chain for life. If you've got an A-grade supplier and they are representative of the product you wish to put out to market, the last thing you do is go and look for a cheaper or a faster or a better supplier because we're going to hear in a little while why those three things don't generally show up in one failed decision. You need to get better at being predictable for profit. The fusion of the traditional, the fusion of the traditional and the digital is nothing more, nothing less than having the ability to build systems that are easily followed, that are easily trained, that are easily kept consistent versus that's a great idea. Let me go and put so much time, effort and energy and money into that and then realize, oh my God, that was a bad decision. So where is the issue when it comes to high tech? Where is the issue of creating a fusion, a systemized fusion, which helps us get a little more progress with something that is a little more relevant in technology, in digital, in automation? Where is the relevance? You know where the relevance is? What business are you building in the first place? And as a small business owner, for which most of you are in phase one and phase two, which means you haven't made your first million dollars yet, and you're on your way to your second million, that is the definition. First phase in small business is getting to a million bucks. Second phase is getting to the second million dollars in a given financial year. It is a fact that only 7% of businesses in the world, in the world, only get to two million dollars turnover in a given year. So if you're thinking, why aren't I at two million dollars yet? That is a good thought. <laughs> but if you're thinking, why am I not there and doing nothing about it or doing nothing different about it? The chances are you probably won't get there. And it's got nothing to do with your ability or inability. It's got to do with what are you putting around you? What are the structures you're surrounding yourself with? What is the base that you're creating to create leverage and, and aggregate to ensure <coughs> high tech, which is digitized, systemized and automated, supports your high touch, which is all about being personable, the human element. See, even in the online focused model businesses, you still need someone to pick, pack and ship on time and on budget. You still need to be convenient for the person who's putting that order in on the other side and putting their credit card with a lot of faith and trust that the goods that you promise will be delivered, right? That aspect of that part of a business is still very high touch that needs predictable systems to deliver on a promise. So when you go about building your business model to have a fusion of both digitize, systemize and automation, and also ensure that the people element is continuously stepping up where you are hiring and embracing and growing A-graders in your team. 
Ultimately, where, you're, where you need to be focused in doing all that is in a space that's called, it's got to be scalable. If the decision to go high tech and high touch as a fusion is not scalable, in other words, this can support our growth as we go through phase one, phase two, and phase three of a business, a small business. Phase three, by the way, is when you go from two million to five million. That is phase three in a small business. And phase four <coughs> is when you go from five million to 20 million. And phase five, which only half a percent of small business owners ever get to, is the space between 20 million and 50 million. And at that point, you become a mid-sized business, okay? You, you become more a medium enterprise. Does that make sense? So I don't want to be scaring anyone in the room, although some of you are doing some great business with people in the fourth and fifth phase. Keep that up. Keep on believing that one day you will be on par in terms of your balance sheet and their balance sheet at some point, right? But high tech, high touch, it's got to be scalable. It's no good creating a system, an automation, a, a digitised platform that can't be scalable. In other words, we can't grow it without demolishing and rebuilding. That is such a wasted opportunity. Why would you do that? So it's got to be scalable. It's got to be evergreen. In other words, it's got to be fresh and relevant for the market you wish to serve. There's got to be opportunity that at some point will be realised at certain times through your growth phase. Does that make sense? And most importantly, you can have scalable and evergreen, but if you can't sell it, if you can't commercialise it, then I will say this. There is an extreme difference between the skills to create a great idea and the skills and critical tools to grow a business. Does that make sense? And ultimately, when I go into full strategic thinking and rollout of a strategic plan, it has to be scalable. In other words, we can grow. It has to be evergreen and relevant, relevant for the target market we're going for. And most importantly, it needs to have sellability today, not one day in the future. See, doing, investing in something today that doesn't give you a return today as a small business owner, you may be flirting with form and you won't live to, you know, here lies the man that was on his way to being a really successful business owner. It's got to have sellability, guys. You've got to be able to take it to market and execute and commercialise the opportunity today. So if you are on a journey right now, and I know some of you are and you've had some, let's call it mediocre advice, of being high tech, high touch, what you want to be doing is keeping test and measure close to your heart. Because it's got to be scalable evergreen, but most importantly, you've got to commercialise it today. When you roll this thing out, when you put it out to the market, it's got to be able to be attractive and it's got to have stickiness today. Does that make sense? Every one of us are bridge builders. Every one of us are stage makers. But let me go with the bridge building example this morning. Every one of us are taking our target market clients from point A to point B. You are bridge builders. You are bridge builders and you are holding the hands of the clients you wish to serve. You are aiming to serve and you are taking them from a point of problem, frustration, challenge, and you are holding their hand as you are crossing a bridge to a place called solution, a place called problem solved, a place called freedom. Okay, every one of us are bridge builders. You need to understand that if you don't understand and understand clearly the bridge that you build, then you're going to be holding the hand of people you are crossing the bridge with that ultimately might throw you over halfway through the bridge. Not really cool, is it? So you need to be doing a business, creating a business that's attracting the target market, the A-grade target market for which you will take them from point A to point B and they will come back to do it again at a higher and greater level. Does that make sense? 
You are bridge builders as small business owners and you need to get better at understanding the distinction of why it is that you have chosen to serve that target market versus anyone will do as long as I pay the rent this month. Does that make sense? You're on a hiding to nowhere if you are just focusing on anything we'll do because I've got to survive. Okay? You don't build businesses in survival mode. You don't. You build them when you're in strategic growth mode, which means you've come out of phase one and you're entering phase two, right? And ultimately into phase three. The bricks that you build your bridge with are all inspired by re-words. Your bricks for the bridge that you build are inspired by re-words. Relationships, results, reputation, re-engagement, reactivation, reliable, I'll come back to, reputation, results, retention, referrals. These are the bricks that define the bridge that you build. If you want to stay and create a legacy business, and I hope every one of you do, I hope every one of you are building a business that at some point you will have a very defined and executed elegantly exit strategy. I hope you're doing that, and if you're not, you need to come and see us and we'll have a chat to you about that. But more importantly, you need to understand that the bridge that you're building from point A to point B are all about the rewords. It's about reconnection, reactivation, relationships. When you think about high, high tech and high touch, as your business grows, you cannot manage all the relationships from loose paper, from what you remember on the top of your head. It's going to be systems that you need, your CRM systems, your client relationship management systems that are going to help you achieve that. It's going to be the relationships that you have with your supply chain that might be outsourced in the first phase and bought internally in the second phase to be able to help you grow and maintain and move those relationships forward. So the bricks, the bricks that you use to keep on building your bridge is the rewords. So the rewords are your bricks, keep on being bridge builders, be excited by that, be passionate about that, wake up every morning knowing that you don't need to be popular, you need to be effective, you need to be profit makers, most important you need to profit people's hearts. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So as we go about our business in building our bridge, ultimately it's about retention. You have a responsibility because it's very expensive buying customers every other day. Does that make sense? <coughs> you are in the business of buying customers and keeping customers for life. It's retention. Retention only happens in true sense when you are delivering outcomes, when you are delivering results. When you provide retention, and you have a system to ensure it works for you. When you have a system that also says that at some point some people need to be deselected, some of your clients were ne never meant to be your clients, they just got in somehow. It's okay to deselect, it's okay for them to deselect you too. If you stop being innovative and progressive, they might deselect you, you know what I mean? So you've always got to be progressive in your business. So it's about retention plus results plus referrals. See, if I look after them and get them their first wave, first, second, third, fourth wave of results, do you think I'm in a better opportunity to create some referrals coming my way? Do you think I've earned the right, in fairness, to earn some referrals coming my way? Yes. And when we're in this particular space here, guys, retention plus results plus referrals, now we have a place called profits times three. The original referrer feeling great about their results 
and being really excited to bring someone to your tribe, your community, and get them to also taste the goods. The results of the new person, the new organisation, the new customer that also is served with a red carpet, black carpet <coughs> rope approach, and the profit of the business that's ultimately buying customers at a very low price. Only because they got the system of high tech, high touch relationship building, results providing, solution providing, correct in the first place. If you want to play the game of being a jack of all trades in your industry, you are doomed. I, I promise you, you'll have some short term wins, but your broadband will not be broad enough to take care of the breadth of what you're trying to deliver and the mixed message you're delivering to your market. Reputation is built on the core, and the core is the core, and the ultimate thing is the core. What is your core? Does that make sense? You need to ensure you're building the retention, the results, and ultimately getting referrals for which three parties are profiting. There's three key propositions in business. The first one is, what is your unique selling proposition? For the target market that you choose to serve and what is it that you'll be doing with them? What is it that will make you unique for them? Now, let's understand one thing. This is small business and this is Australia for which there's a lot of competition. So I don't care what you think it is in terms of product or service, it's not exactly what's gonna make you unique. And it's an overused term from marketing experts that really don't have the depth and breadth of strategy to understand it. I'd rather focus on, okay, this is what could be what makes us unique, and we're gonna be true to champion this or be in the top 10% or top 1% of our industry, particularly when you're thinking about Australia. But the ultimate aspect to my proposition is what is my emotional selling proposition? See, let me just look to our banner here. Who in this room, and you don't need to put your hand up, just mentally answer the question, who has a lack of cash flow right now? Who is being stressed right now? Who, is, who has, I guess at this point, a dysfunctional team? Who has procrastination? They don't want to make a decision because the last time they made the, a decision, they got it really wrong. And they're not going to make another decision. Ultimately, who's exhausted and time poor? So the emotional selling proposition of a business is understanding what are the needs of your market and how are you tapping into that and ensuring that you're creating results for those key frustration points. And how is it through reputation you are building an aura, a, an unspoken word that people get what it is that you do without confusing them about, oh yeah, yeah, no, we sell lollies and we, we sell meat. We're Costco actually, <laughs> you know? So you can go into Costco and buy a $40,000 diamond or a five cent bag of snakes, you know what I mean? None, in, none of us in this room are at Costco, so you know, Costco understand what they do and they do it well. So what we need to do in this room is understand what makes us unique for where we're at in our industry and what are our emo emotional selling propositions so we are serving the needs of our customer and doing it so well that our reputation is growing there. Ultimately, the emotional selling proposition and the validation of what it is that makes you unique here is gonna build your tribe, build your community. Your community through a high-tech, high-touch, personable, but systemized approach to building community. I mean, M500 is all about that, guys. You know, M500 is about having the belief <coughs> as a business owner that you will be benchmark at some point. You are benchmark right now for your business, and you are brave about going about it. You know, when you start building emotional selling proposition and ultimately building a tribe and a community around that, you are giving yourself the best chance to be at the top one 10% of your industry. Does that make sense? So high tech, high touch, the fusion of the digital and the traditional is not to be flirted with, oh geez, that's a great idea. You also need to be thinking, how are you gonna execute it?
what an awesome, awesome message that was. I mean, you know, to think that we are bridge builders. I mean, it's just a different way of looking at, uh, you know, taking the passion. Remember that first day when you started the business? Remember that first day when you started being the leader in this business? Remember what it was like, um, you know, the curiosity, the anxiety, and ultimately the, uh, the passion. For those of us that sometimes get a little fatigued and or blurred, just understand that we are bridge builders. We're still committed to that, uh, that ability to be the servant and ensuring that we're getting automation and personal touch, that high touch. We get that blend right. You know, We don't become, I guess, prisoners to one or the other. It's about the blend and it's about the economics and the business modeling that goes around that. You know, walk, walk a day in your customer's shoes and see how it feels and you'll understand what I, uh, what I reference in terms of the blend. You'll never have a perfect, by the way. It's always a moving target. So, you know, don't become a prisoner to perfection because that gets in the way of being possible. Uh, what I'd like to do, I mean, you know, we've had a bit of feedback on the um, five phases of SME growth. I'm going to encourage you to um, send me a personal um, question. Send me a question to stefan at businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au. Just ask me a question, and we're going, to, we're going to collate the three to five most frequently asked questions. And we're not going to expose who asked the question. We're just going to collate the three to five most intriguing questions regarding how do I keep on growing through the phases, the five phases of growth being a small, medium enterprise. I'm going to discuss with my team about putting a live, maybe a live webinar or a live, um, a live podcast around, you know, just being interviewed around those five questions because... I understand it intimately and ultimately the, uh, the, the challenge, the, uh, the Golgotha that we climb in terms of the growth of business, the scalability of business. I also know it doesn't have to be hard. It's not exactly easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. You just need to be a student of leverage. Anyway, I'm Stefan Kazagas. I encourage you to send, again, a private message, a private question to me. I will not expose what your question is or you for argument's sake, but I'm, I'm really wanting to collate the, uh, the three to five most popular uh, questions or the most frequent questions, and I, I want to run something that's going to be a live event, I guess, you know, later on in, uh, in, in our journey. So I'm Stefan Gazagas, Business Benchmark Group. Business is an intellectual sport. The scoreboard will never lie. So let's go and have some fun. Thank you. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts, and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.